Welcome back. Episode 5. Woo! FNA Football Nerds Anonymous. We're going to sit here and talk about why we're not sleeping at night. And it's not because of cocaine or coffee, although it might be coffee. It might be coffee. It's called football. That's why. <laughs> um, I'm your host. Waking up at 4 I'm in the morning. Hosts. Right. I'm, I'm Phil. Ben is here. I'm Ben. There he is. Um, we're going to talk football. It's only been a couple of days. I feel like we just did one of these. We definitely just did one of these, but that's, that's okay. what we get during the holidays. Exactly. Just just um, like the teams are playing compressed seasons, we're doing compressed oh, episodes. Dude. Yeah, Christmas is going to be interesting. We'll have to figure out how we're doing that. Hey, look what I'm wearing. Oh. Not that, not that anyone else can see this. Not that anyone else can see it. I'll post a picture of. But this is this is sweet. This the is my. Uh, sweet yes. Forest Green Sea Shepherd's third kit. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, Newsflash. Four screen one yesterday. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Right now, we're going to start World Cup. World Cup is still going on. Still going on. We're getting into the meat of the knockouts. I, I have no idea what day it is. I, I hear on the podcast, day 12 of World Cup. I have no idea. I don't no. care. I just know we're in the knockouts. And we're halfway oh. through the knockouts. When we had this last last episode, we were halfway through the group stage. Yes. And that was like two days later, uh, group stage is over. Yep. So now we've already got four teams that have moved ahead to the quarterfinals uh, from the group stage. And they are the Netherlands. Netherlands took out USA. Beat USA. And, and did you watch that game at all? Oh yes, I watched that game. Um, was, U.S. had chances, man. They had chances. They, they came out firing. I, yeah. I, I think it really came down to youth versus experience. Yes, I agree. It, it's ultimately what, what it came down to. They were they were hyped. They came out fiery. Yep. They were excited to play. They were putting it to them. And the older vets just is like, okay, come on, come take, on, take come our on. time, build take up, time. build up, build Boom. up, score. Oh yeah, and let's just throw it, lob it over your head. And apparently, there was a controversy with Charles Barkley and Memphis Depay. Did you hear about this? No, a- I did not appara- hear. So apparently, Memphis Depay—is that his name? Depay. 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 He's it's whatever. He scored the first goal yes. right for Netherlands, and apparently, he took offense to. Charles Barkley's commentary on some NBA pregame show about how the U.S. men's team was going to beat the crap out of Netherlands. And I'm like, dude, that's some deep dive stuff there. Because Charles Barkley's a freaking idiot. He doesn't know anything about football, round ball, soccer. I don't care well, what you call it. He knows, he, he's lucky to know anything about basketball. Neither does Ocho Cinco, who's True. there in Qatar. True. So, but... Uh, why? All right. It's Chad Johnson. I don't care if you no, he, if you legally illegal... changed your name is still Chad Johnson. Ocho, Ocho Cinco. It's, it basically means eight five because that was his number. That guy's also a moron, complete moron. And he. Oh my gosh, I don't watch any of that crap. Thankfully, good <laughs> lord, so stupid. Anyway, congratulate Netherlands played well. U.S. I thought played well. They could have won that game, and. Experience will help them for the next World Cup. I Experience think. will be a, a huge part of next World Neither Cup. Neither one of us picked them to move on, so we're not terribly. Yeah, concerned. I was about to say this is exactly where I had them going. Correct. Um, the other match of that day was Argentina. Argentina playing. Um, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. Who they played? Australia. Yes. And Australia played pretty valiantly, but Argentina is, is good. Uh, after, Messi does what Messi does. Oh, dude, and, he is a magician on, um, on the ball. Dude. He's so much fun to watch. And it, his like signature little stutter steps and little like, they aren't even stutter steps, just as many. He's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. Guys, guys, watch that. Like, you can almost say like, oh, oh. And he's just cutting through, guys. And every time I see him score, it's almost like, it's it's just like he just, like he's a bowler and he just it rolled rolls it off it. his foot into the into the net. Oh, exactly. It looks like he's just whipping it. And, and it's, like, he he's so fluid. It's so much fun to watch. I, and I applaud Australia for getting as far as they did. No one no one dreamed that they no, would get no. there. They Good were for them. fighting. Uh, but Argentina moves ahead, and they're going to play... Um, Netherlands. They play Netherlands, right? They'll play Netherlands. So then the other ones were the ones that played today. Today. Which yep. was France won over uh, Poland. 
right? 3-1. 3-1. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then the last one was England uh, just laying the smack on Senegal. So Didn't even give them a chance. England played really well. Uh, once they scored that first goal, it seemed like um, Senegal, it was like... Just got deflated. Uh, yeah, it's just like they just let the let the horses out and the gates broken and things are happening. And, yep. and that was it. They played super good, England did, and they look tough right now. So I'm going to be interested to see England-France is going to be tough. Um, France, a- Poland played pretty well in the first half. I know you said you didn't watch that game, right? No, I'm, I had to miss that one. They played pretty well in the first half, but it was one of those things where they were France was playing like a bend don't break sort of defense, and they were just peppering the goal, and the 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 French uh, keeper was playing really well. But then when France scored one, it was the same way. It was like okay, well we had our chances, but crap, now we don't have chances because we're losing. And then then Mbappe scores, and the the Mbappe goal, the first his first goal was it the first one? It was ridiculous. Because they're doing this series of passes down, right? And he gets the ball, and they, he's running. He's basically playing a left wing to, today. Yep. So he's running down the sideline, passes in the middle field. He finally comes into picture. They, they pass it to him on the left side of the box, as if you're looking at the keeper, left side of the box, left corner of the box. No one has marked him. He's standing there with the ball a good two seconds before he decides, I'm just going to shoot this. And he just kind of rolls it over to the right and just rips it into the the near post corner at the top of the of the of the box of the of the goal. And I'm like, oh, that was a cannon! Oh my goodness! But there was nobody even knew. He, how do you not know where killing Mbappe, Mbappe is? I mean, the dude is one of the best players on the pitch. He is the best player on the pitch for France. What? How do you? Now, how do you not have somebody just not run, have someone go following oh, him? There's this guy. Here he yeah. comes running seventy miles an hour down here, and he's. Oh my goodness! Wide open. Somebody should be following him at all Unbelievable. times. Unbelievable. They have a strong club. They have a, a Gries- oh, uh, Griezmann, Antoine Griezmann, and- uh, Gerard, Giroud, Giroud, whatever his name is from AC Milan. That yeah. guy's old, but he's good too. Um, so they're going to be tough. The England's got their hands full. I am excited to watch that match. I have no idea what t- what day that's on. I'm looking forward to both it. these matches so far. Yeah, they're both going to be good. They're going to be. I good. think Netherlands, Arch- Argentina is going to be a slugfest. I think so too. I think it's a, I mean, cream of the crop. You're really looking at now that the, the best teams are going to be left. They're definitely rising, yep. So there's four four matches to go. And um, if we look at our um, fantastical uh, prediction game that we're playing here, right? I am killing it. You are killing it. So after the group stage, um, I was beating Ben 14 to 11. And we're I am now, after halfway through the knockout, I am up 22 to 17. We're doing... Th- uh, two points per correct team in the knockout stage. So I have four, you have three. I have all four of them correct so far. Netherlands, England, France, Argentina. So here's what we're going to deal with uh, the next two days. Neither one of us have any of the next two teams in ENF. So we both had Germany and Belgium, and those two teams are already on flights, are already back at the house. So we, I don't even know who's playing there. Um, it is should have Morocco and Spain and uh, Spain and Morocco and Croatia and Japan, I believe. Yes, hmm. that's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, that's who we got on ENF. We had nobody, so we're not doing anything there. And then you've got uh, it is uh, Brazil versus South Korea. And a Portugal and Switzerland. You had Switzerland there, so you got one up on me. If, if, but you have Brazil winning, so it's not like you're going to gain gain ground on me. You already got that point. <laughs> so there we are, 22-17. I have a five point lead. Uh, we're not going to get <laughs> my much. hopes are for Argentina to make the romantic run. You have that's to, like, right? That, that's basically have, all I have, got on my. You got Belgium in the final four, and they're already gone. <laughs> I still have my entire final four, so. Um, you have to hope Argentina wins this, I think, like you said. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. So that's well, where we're at there. My romantics, so I'm, I'm I'm rooting for Morocco to have a strong showing. Oh, me too. I even like Croatia having a strong showing. But they, they started slow, and they've picked it up. Yeah, they started. They've done pretty well. So we'll see. We'll see how those goes. Those are tomorrow, 10 and 2 Eastern time, as well as 10 and 2 on Tuesday. So I would assume that the next round starts on Wednesday. Uh. The Netherlands game will start on Friday. Oh, they're taking Wednesday and Thursday off? What's the fun? Until no World Cup Wednesday and Thursday? Yeah, uh, it'll be Netherlands, Argentina, the ninth. Mm. 
We'll be so, yeah, the they're going to have it on the weekends, right? There'll be fri- two on Friday, two on Saturday. Middle of the week, it looks like you'll have Ooh. Uh, your semifinals. And then next weekend is the finals. The 17th and the 18th will be the finals. It's coming up. So, yeah, we're going to have to start pulling up some other stuff. Cool. This is going to be interesting to see. I think it's France looks really good. France, France looks did strong. See, did you see the thing I said that Kristen Tatar was doing a Q&A on Instagram? If you don't know who Kristen Tatar is, Google it. She's awesome. She's the best disc golfer, female disc golfer in the world. Yep. So she was doing like an Ask Me Anything on Instagram. And one of the things, someone asked her who's going to win the World Cup. She said France. And I was like, oh. I wish you hadn't said that. I wish you hadn't. My goodness. But now, <laughs> no, 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 no. now, be honest. Be honest. I know what kind of Kristen Sahar fan you are. Is that the first time you've been disappointed in her? <sighs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Takes the shine off a little bit there, you know, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> She's probably not wrong. Though. She's probably. <laughs> they are strong favorites. They, they look really good. They, they look, look really, really good. But I'm uh, rooting for England to, to knock them out. Argentina. Argent- hey, Messi's got to get one. His, his, his no, last. I mean, it's his. It's probably going to be his last. Did you see, they said this is the first time he's ever scored a goal in a knockout stage. Game. Is it really? That's what they said. Wow. I'm like, he's got nine World stat. Cup goals, but he's only never had a knockout stage game or goal. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, I mean, you only do one knockout. Well, no. Knock, it's all knockout stage at this point, right? Uh, everything from the here on out's knockout. So does that mean he's only scored in the group stage, and they've never scored in? The, and he's after never that? scored after that. We need to look. We need to find. Where, who, where's our stats guy? We need to look that up. <laughs> anyway, World Cup is still going on. It's really only got about a week. Uh, two, two weeks. weeks. They're going to draw it out to two weeks. Yeah, two weeks to go. But there's really not that many matches. The, we're not going to be having something every day like we used to. No, which is sad because that gave me oh, a reason the, to get out of bed at five in the morning. Yes. And now Four that's already morning. over. Now yeah. it's like, well, 10 o'clock. Like today I got up to watch uh, Portsmouth and Wickham in the champ- League One. League One, because the championship's not playing. So League One game was on ESPN+. Plus. So I watched that, roasted some coffee, and then, oh, World Cup's at 10. Boom. We watched Boom. We watched right in World between. Match. Yeah, yeah. And then I went the local route and bought some discs. So Oh, you, well, you just had the trifecta today. Oh, roasted coffee. I got my Ro- Pioneer back. But it's got a blue stamp on it, so now it's perfect. It's oh. it's it's the glow in the dark glow in the dark pioneer. Shine. Yeah, oh. both the blue stamp. I had a red one. Yes, yeah. And oh, I, I remember. And I gotta have blue. Gotta have blue. So World Cup is halfway through the knockouts. So we've got basically four more matches over two days, which is gonna be Monday, Tuesday, right? We got tomorrow. We got Japan and Croatia. And then Brazil and Korea, hmm. South Korea. That'll be interesting. And then on Tuesday, we got Morocco and Spain, which I'm really looking forward Man, to. That. I'm, I'm That's going to be. Kinda, I kind of want Morocco. I'm kind of going. I, I kinda, because Spain's like, always there. I'm kind of wanting the underdog. Here. Yeah, but we Sp- always root for underdogs. I, we do run root for underdogs, and I'm all for Spain winning, or not for Spain, but Morocco winning. But I like Spain's team. Spain, Spain unlike some of the other old juggernauts that have already gotten uh, knocked out. They revitalized their team with some youth, especially there in the middle. I hate to say that because they're all Barcelona kids, yeah, but no, they're good. They're, but they that, have a lot that, of youth. that midfield, that midfield is nasty. Even Ferran Torres, who's terrible for yeah. Barcelona, plays really good for Spain. Really good for Spain, and so I'm rooting for Morocco to upset that. I'm rooting, it, I root for Portugal, but I cannot stand Ronaldo. Oh, Everybody but him. I, I don't. I don't think they're. Oh, I love, I love. I love Portugal. They are they, better without him on the pitch. Oh yeah, Bernardo I will. Silva. Yeah, great. Bernardo Silver, my guy, Ruben Neves, yep. Wolves. Yep. Uh, Matthias uh, Mat- uh, Nunez, yep. Wolves. Yep. Uh, the backup goalkeeper, Jose Sa, Wolves. Yeah, who's their starters? It's Diego Costa from Porto. Diego Costa from yeah. Porto. Um, He's good too. Guys that I liked, uh, Vatinha. They have, I think, top to bottom, I've said this, they have, from top to bottom, I think they have the best, most talented midfield core, top to bottom. They're really good. If they would uh, because, just get I mean, rid of Ronaldo. You get Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandez, my two uh, Wolves midfielders. You got Joao Polina, who's a great young talent, who's playing for Fulham now. Uh, Joao um, Felix is on that team. Joao Felix is a uh, he plays a better center for forward. Portugal than he does for Atletico Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, it's they're talented. They have they have several Porto guys that are super good on there. Uh, too. I love uh, uh, Rafael Liao, who plays for Inter. 
in Serie A. I think he's oh, a better winger. Yeah, he I should agree. be getting more uh, pitch time than Ronaldo. Yes, but you gotta bow. They've, everybody feels like they gotta bow down to Ronaldo, and so he gets to get subbed on in the last thirty minutes, and it's yeah, it's a joke. How how is Japan? Japan who won their group now? Remember, Japan yeah. won their group. I still don't think Japan is as good as Croatia Spain or Croatia. Who It'll be going? interesting to see how That'll well That'll be an do. interesting match tomorrow. Japan only won that game the other day because their manager made the right subs at the right time, and it worked out. And it worked out. And if you don't do that the next game, you get beat. Mm-hmm. We're quickly, we're quickly uh, approaching the halfway point for the third and fourth tiers of the EFL um, English, English Football, Football League. League. Yeah. So the English Football League. And we thought we'd do a little spotlight on it. Well, actually, let's just talk about England. The whole We'll just talk to far, the top four tiers. To be, we can do five, but the, we'll, we'll kind of just do a small, quick overview of the pyramid, right? Okay. So English Football, as it started. Because this is kind of where we started was with English Football. And now that we have really, we're all over the place, right? All so over English, the world. Right. So English Football starts with the Premier League. Premier League is the top 20 teams. Um, everyone wants to be in the Premier League because they make each team makes the most money. Uh, the players make the most salary. It's where all the money is. I mean, the Premier League is shown in America. It's where the top eight coaches are, top eight uh, yeah, managers. It's, exactly. It's it's considered the top football league in the world. In the world by World Football Rankings and a lot of other places, and not by a small margin. Like, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, and players who play in Europe usually don't think they've made it until they've made it in England. Uh, England actually uh, has a lot of good players that are homegrown, but they if you look at teams like my team and your team, Man City and the Wolves, they don't just bring in English players. They mostly bring in foreign players. Foreign players, absolutely. Because Man City is owned by uh, a guy from uh, Abu Dhabi or somewhere in there. Uh, your team is owned by a Chinese, uh, Chinese business conglomerate. Uh, and they actually only investment usually firm. get yeah investment firm who mostly get Portuguese players for the most part. You do have others, but it's by and large a very large Portuguese. When we do in. deep dives on our own teams, because we're going to oh, we we're going to look at those numbers and more. But there's there's a few like Phil Foden is probably the only homegrown other than Cole Palmer who's really not played a lot. Phil Foden's played a lot. He's probably the first real big homegrown talent under Pep Guardiola. Um, and Foden's what twenty three. He just started today in the World Cup. Um, but most of the guys like Jack Grealish, he's he's not homegrown, but he's English. There's we were looking at today. There's like four or five guys on the English team that are play for City. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else is a foreign guy, pretty much. Brazil, John Stones, Stones, yeah, Walker, Walker, uh, Calvin Phillips, you know, guys like that. So Grealish and Foden, but for the most part, that's where players want to play. I mean, there's a reason why Erling Holland wanted to come to England to play with Man City. Not only because Man City's great, but He's not played in England yet. He played in Bundesliga. He played in Germany. He played in Norway. And he's going to do a tour of all the leagues before his career is over. He's oh. not going to finish his career in England. I guarantee More than like, I mean, he wants Unless to hit the money all. just becomes absolutely absurd. Right. He wants to hit them all. But he wants to know he can make it in England because everyone wants to make it It is the pinnacle. I yes. mean, people people could do tours and play throughout just to change it up for themselves. Yep. But... Fernandinho came to England for a reason. Yeah, now he's they back all in come for a reason. They all come it's, there because it's the best league in the world. It's one of the big surprises I've always had with Messi. Messi's never played. Correct. I, I, and I, that might that might in the long run well, might be. That, and I think the reason is he he actually played at Barcelona from age eleven until last yeah. year. He always wanted to play for one team. He always said he only wanted to play for one team. He's Argentinian, so the fact that he played in a Spanish the Spanish league La Liga is the number two. League. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that, but but I, I I admire the fact that he's played he played with Barcelona for as long as he did for 25 years. Oh, I think from, it's incredible, but and that's fantastic. And I I would love to have seen him come to. He has no place at at somewhere like Man City, but there's you can't tell me a team in England wouldn't kill to have. You couldn't tell me United couldn't use him right now. You couldn't tell me right. that he's a winger. He's not a striker. He's no, a winger. But still, but the guy is a playmaker. He's a playmaker. He's Kevin De Bruyne on steroids. In a shorter package. In a sh- much you know, smaller package. Because he's about Pint four size. foot four, I think. He's super short. He's like my height. Five, you eight could pick hair. any of the teams, any of the big six teams. Let's, let's be real. They're the only ones that he could go and play right. for. Right. Right. And by big six, we mean who? We mean the big six teams are, are, are considered 
Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Everton? I guess. Everton probably gets to be in the conversation. As a big Um, six. Yes, because they're the ones who... Now, why are they called the big six? Because they have the billionaire... They have the most money. The most money, the biggest exposure. And so, right. So now after... Newcastle was purchased by a by a Saudi Arabian person. The Saudi, not, uh, not like the Saudi Arabian fund. Yeah, like right. so they're basically saying owned that by Newcastle the is like the new big six, big seven now. Big seven, they're adding yeah. it to them. now. The fact that Everton sucks now, they're are they really a big six? I, don't know. I mean, Newcastle might replace them. Yeah, I'm still hoping that one of these teams other than mine gets relegated because that would just kill the whole big six thing. But that's generally those teams never get relegated because they have more money than God and they can invest in players. And they're the, they're the brands that if you don't know about English football, you should probably know about those teams. You've probably heard I, Liverpool right. mentioned somewhere. When we, well, just like we talked about in the very first episode where we introduced ourselves, we knew who Liverpool was. And I had heard of Manchester United but yeah. I, and Chelsea. I, I knew Manchester United was owned by the Glazers because they owned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Right, but but other than that, you know, I didn't know who Tottenham was. But, I know, I know. But most Tottenham. people know those six or seven teams because they're the ones with the most money, and generally it's everyone else that gets recycled through relegation, or you hang around for a while. Uh, I mean, when was the last time? When was when were the Wolves promoted to the Premier League? Most recently, it was yes. like 2018. So they have been up for four or five years in a row. Yep. And this year, it's we're still we're the jury's still out. But generally, that's... Don't call it a comeback. Right, right. Like someone look, look, look like someone uh, like Brentford. It's totally going to be a comeback. Brentford, who was promoted last year, right? They have ne- they had never been in the top flight um, or never been in the Premier League. They may have been in the top flight, but Premier League's only been around since 92. So, right? Is it yes, right? 92. 92. So, Brentford now, is this is their second year in the Premier League. Most teams that make it... So, I know we've talked a little bit about this. So, every year, the... Bottom three teams in the Premier League are relegated to the division below, which is the EFL Championship. Okay, so the EFL Championship comprises the twenty-four teams. They always get two automatic promoted teams. So the top two teams at the end of the season in the Championship get promoted to the Premier League, and then the next four teams—right? Is it four or four. six? Four. Four. Then do a playoff to see who gets the third relegation or third promotion spot. And you can imagine how. Uh, people vie for that because that's big money. If you get promoted, you can look look at Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest hadn't been up for years. They I, they were one of the original, I think, Premier League teams. They were, and so they got promoted through the playoffs last year, and turned around in this past summer transfer window between seasons and bought bought an another entire team. Bought twenty some t- players, twenty two players, right? It's an entire roster. Entire roster. You can't even field that many players. No. Now they lost a few, but they didn't really replace those players with quality players. They just were picking and choosing. Bodies. Just picking bodies. Because even their new people were getting injured. And they spent well over $150, $200 million, just that team alone. In hopes that they stay up. In hopes they stay up. Right now it's not looking good. But them, Burnmouth, and who was the other one that went up this year? Boy, it's been see, it's been so long since the Premier League's been on, I've forgotten who's, who's made it. So Burnmouth, oh, wow, who was it? Come on. Nottingham and Fulham. Fulham. Fulham's still down. No. Oh, no, you're right. Fulham came Fulham, back up. They Fulham came back came, up. See, that's two years ago. Yeah. And this is what ha- usually happens with teams like Norwich City, for instance. Norwich City usually, they usually win the championship. And then the following year, they get the Premier League. They get all the money. They sell a couple of players to make more money. And they suck. And they get relegated and go back down. And then they rebuild, sort of, enough to win the championship and go back up and get that money. And that's what teams are doing. Some of these teams go back up and back it's and It's an forth. economic scam, essentially. Watford, yes. Yeah. Watford is one of those teams that kind of comes and goes. Swanson City likes to Swansea, come and go. And Swansea's not been up for a while, but no. at least been several years. Since before we have been into it three years ago, three or four years ago. That's what it seems like. Is, is you, You'll have the core six, seven teams that have the most money. Then you have your mid-table teams who have decent money, but not God money. Right, yeah, and they're just enough competitive. The Aston Villas of the world, the Leeds United, all the Leeds is, you know, Leicester City. Leeds is one of those historical Premier League teams, right. which is funny enough. But they had, came on financial troubles, and, and that's the thing. You start breaking and getting into these teams, 
like we're still fairly new fans, so we're still learning the history. But right. Leeds used to be a like staple in the Premier League, mm-hmm. and you can they have a great special on uh, Amazon Prime uh, called Leeds Take Me Home, and you can learn all about how like they their their comeback and coming back up through the ranks of the pyramid. Right, uh, they had dropped all the way down to League One, I believe, and are working the way work their way back up. To it's awesome. It's awesome to see stuff like that. See stuff like that. And but you're going to see yeah, teams like Fulham who come and go. Um, Fulham has a chance to stay. They're they're doing pretty good. Burnmouth has been mid table, but they're starting to slip a bit now. But what you'll see is these teams. Burnmouth was in in the Premier League 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. or, or within ten years. Yeah. For all I know, Fulham was in it two years ago, went down for a year, came back up. West Brom, you remember West Brom? West Brom, oh, Albion, Albion was up there two years ago. West Brom, my cross city rivals. Ago. Right, three years ago they were in the Premier League. They got relegated because they're the team that kind of ping pong back and mm-hmm. forth. And then last year they were so bad in the Championship they, they got relegated they, again. They, they, no, they're still in the. They they almost did, but they're still in the Championship. Oh, I thought they got relegated. This yeah. year they could get relegated. They're not good at all. And so they've gone through. They're already on their second or third manager, I think, in the last th- two oh, years. Goodness. I mean, it's like Watford. Watford changes, you know, managers, managers like they like change shorts. Yeah. I mean, they're already on their second one this year. They fired Rob Edwards after nine nine games. So that's what the Premier League, the, the, everyone wants to be in the Premier League. This is why, if you've watched the Welcome to Wrexham documentary on FX or Hulu, Ryan, Reynolds, you, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds stupidly says, you know, our goal is to get the Premier League. It is a long-term goal because you're that's in the fifth tier of English realistically, football. Realistically, realistically. If it'll take Wrexham somewhere in the closer to twenty years, absolutely it will. It will not. It's not. It's not a five-year plan. It's not. A five-year I mean, Dale plan. Vince, who owns Forest Green, his five-year plan was to get a, get them to the championship. That's a stretch, because they were in League Two for four or five years before they just got promoted to League One. So it may, assuming that they survive in League One, it may be another five or six years because we'll get to that whole League One debacle later. So Premier League money. Everybody wants to get there. If you get relegated, there's a thing called parachute payments, whereas if you get relegated from the Premier League, you get payments from the Premier League up to three years if you don't make it back. Because they're saying, well, you know, it's it's the financial viability of a team who had all this money who now doesn't. I don't like the idea of parachute payments. I think everyone should be fair. That does not make it fair for teams who are at the mid-table in the championship who are smaller market teams trying to get up to the yeah, Premier League. It makes that work harder. It makes it it makes the other teams going, well, we're just gonna buy some players and we'll get we're gonna buy your players. Yeah. And then we're gonna go back up to the Premier League after a year and make that money. And then you have those teams uh, in the championship who just struggle, the Bristol Cities of the world who try to get into the playoffs and then can't. Um, so the championship is tier two. They have twenty four teams, two teams automatic promotion, one team in a playoff promotion, and then four teams, right? Get relegated at the end of the year to League One. Uh, League One only promotes three teams. So there's only two f- automatic and one. So and there's one only playoff. okay. So there's only three relegated from Championship. There's four that get relegated from rele- League One. From League One to League Two. Yes. But Championship is only three up. So three up from League One to the Championship, and okay, so three up and then three down, makes sense. So, championship then is obviously still good money, but not as good money as Premier League. No, you can make a very good living in a championship, and it's more. Uh, some fans look at it as more of a purest European like or like English football, like because it, you don't have the billionaire owners. It is less and corporate than the Premier League because very, it's. And, and if you look at the if you look at some of the pitches or the stadiums that these teams are playing on. They're very, the, sta- the, the stands are very close to the pitch. You have a very intimate setting to watch some of these teams mm-hmm. play. Someone like Brentford, even Wolves, who who are in the Premier League, only have like a 15,000-seat stadium, which I know the Wolverhampton is is remodeling theirs to make it bigger, I think. Is oh, yeah, and it's already like a 25,000. You know, but, you know, Etihad is 53,000. Uh, Old Trafford, all those are 73,000, 60,000 oh, in the Premier League. They want to jam as many people as they can. In the championship, you're starting to see maybe 10,000 to 35,000 seat stadiums mm-hmm. because these teams aren't as big. Now, there are big teams in the championship, the Norwich Cities of the World, the, the West Bromwich. The Sunderlands. The Sunderlands who are back in the championship after how many years. 
And so with their stadium of light, stadium of light that has like 45,000 seats. So you have all those teams vying to get into the Premier League to get that big money. So there's 24. They play 46 games. They play everybody twice, home and home. Okay, home and away. And it's a rough season. It's probably it, these. I think the EFL, which is basically they call it the League of 72. The EFL is, is the EFL Championship. Tier two through four. Yes, League One, League Two, which is two through four. Those are probably the toughest divisions to get out of, other than maybe the National League, which is Tier Five, which is another weird division. But League One and League Two also have 24 teams. There's uh, three promoted from League One, as you said, four relegated to League Two. League Two has four promoted to League One, and then two relegated to non-league National League, which is non-league football, which is borderline semi-pro. Most of them are pro, but you're going to start getting in the semi-pro area once you get in League Five in the tier or Tier Five, Six, Seven, Eight. Tier five six, starts. Yeah. Six, seven, and eight are basically six. the yeah. same tier, I think. They're all those National League and all that crap. It's all the same. So, and if you watch, if you've watched Welcome to Wrexham or if you've watched the Sunderland Till I Die documentary on Netflix, you'll, they have a really good uh, way of explaining it to people in America, basically, how the financial system works in those leagues. And it's kind of fun or interesting. I don't know if it's fun for these players, but like when someone like Sunderland, who were in the championship or in the in the Premier League, and then had a really bad run because of some really bad financial stuff with their owner. The owner just became apathetic. Yes, and, and so they got stopped, stopped, basically stopped paying the bill. Right, and so they got relegated to the championship, and then they had a really bad year in the championship, and they immediately got relegated to League One, and they spent five or six years in League One before they got out of it. League One last year, League One is a ridiculously hard league to get out of because. As we said before, Premier League has the top five or six teams, which are all money, right? And everybody else is kind of good money, but not great money teams. Championship is the same. You still have those three or four or five teams that are big teams, and then there's everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. League One's the same way. It's like the way I understand it, this is the first I've really paid much attention to League One because I have a team in it. There, You have the the, uh, six or eight teams that are the big market teams, the Ipswich, Derby Counties. Plymouth Argyles. Teams that should be up in championship that have fallen. Yes. And then and they're trying to work their way out. So you have these teams. Derby County's have a, a huge stadium. The Portsmouth's, the things like this, right? Wickham is a pretty decent-sized team. All these teams Sheffield that are big. Sheffield Wednesday, for that matter. Sheffield Wednesday is another big one. Correct. So League One has the, the same sort of dynamic that the championship and Premier League has, is you have six or eight teams that are big teams and then everybody else trying to to grab a piece of that pie. Mm-hmm. And, and there's actually almost like three divisions, I think, in League One. You have the big teams, the middle-of-the-road teams. Half of the table is probably these mid-level teams. Yeah. That they have these big... make a living these, in League yeah, One. That, yeah, that basically never get relegated out of League One and unless they have a really bad run and never get promoted out of League One. They just sit there. And then you have the other small market teams where my team currently sits... Forest Green, who play in a town called Nailsworth, near to Gloucestershire, and their stadium seats 5,000 with standing capacity. So they're a small market team. Morecambe is another one who's been up a couple years now. There's a lot of these. And, and those, those are the teams that you have to beat, those, those smaller teams that are generally trying to stay up but are clinging to life in League One. But could dominate in League Two. And you got to be able to wager. If you have aspirations of getting up, you got to wade through the – Perpetual residents, or like like the right. permanent residents, we'll call them. Right. I mean, look, look at a team like Darby County. Darby County, they got relegated because they had they were in, in administration. So administration means your team has financial troubles, and you can't pay your bills. You can't adequately. You can't uh, ad- adequately balance your books enough. Correct. And so the, the, the league steps in and says, out of the financial yes. player for And the, so the league steps in and assesses uh, your issues and basically finds you points, points on the table. And so they started the year in a negative point total. And had they not had the, had the, uh, the penalty of, of the negative points, Darby County would have stayed up last year. Playing Darby County in League One is tough for a team like Forest Green, who they play in two weeks. So that's going to be interesting to see how they do. But like Forest Green, who's, you know, they have never been, this is as high as they've ever been, League One, and they've had they've gotten trounced by Sheffield Wednesday. They got smoked by Plymouth Argyle. They held their own with Ipswich, but that was the first game of the season when nobody knew what anybody was, and and Forest Green was actually healthy and didn't have a lot of injuries like they have now. 
So for a team to get up into League One and stay there, it's a heck of a battle. And so this is this is the this is what I love about the English football system because you want to get up there and cling on for life and hang on and try to get a little bit more money and then work your way up. I, I listened to a podcast about a month ago with the CEO of Four Screen. And he was basically saying, he goes, yes, it's a little strange that we're basically, we know we're not going to win this league. He goes, now, last year, we expected to win the league in League Two, in that, the fourth division, right? He goes, but this year, we just want to compete, and we want to stay up. That's all we care about. We don't care. We know we're not going to win every game. Yeah. We just want to compete and stay up and not get relegated. And he goes, it's a weird mindset to sit here and go, we're okay if we get a draw against a team we probably should have lost to. So that's it's those little victories that'll it's, it's, go a long yeah, way. Yeah. Anytime you can earn points on the table. It's 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 odd to think of because yeah. it's 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 the totally anti American. Uh, and I was gonna say a completely un American thing. The way the English football system and any other pyramid system in in Europe works with the promotion relegation, it just it just makes everything more interesting. It makes it makes it mean more. But okay, so League Two. So we have, we have the system in League One. Big teams, middle, small teams, and medium-sized teams, right? League Two is everyone else. So there are generally no real big teams in League Two unless they were a medium-sized team that got relegated from League One. Most of them are yeah. all about the same size in mm-hmm. League Two. League Two is probably one of the hardest divisions other than the National League, which is Tier 5, to get out of because everybody's the same. And you could be great one year and just suck so bad the next year. And get relegated. Look at Hartlepool. Hartlepool United, who got promoted a couple years ago, and then was mid-table last year. They've won two matches this year, and they are well, terrible. They're the league. When anytime you get good and you have players that start standing out and rising, correct? They are the first people to get picked because yep. that's that value pick for some of your developmental. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, look, okay. So, look, look at look at my team. Look at Four Screen Rovers as as a perfect example. They won League Two last year. They were dominating League they Two. They dominated for the majority League Two of the for season. the majority of the season. They dominated. Now it came down to the last game of the year for them to win the title or not, but they got automatic promotion ahead of time because there was three spots. Yep. Okay, so they were one of the three that got automatically promoted. Their best players were out of contract at the end of the year, so they didn't want to renegotiate. They wanted to see what's out there, and this is generally how it works in League Two. You don't just offer guys a ton of money to stay in League Two. So, at the end of the season, they offered these three or four new player, three, four, three or four players, new contracts. They got courted by teams from the Championship, two, two tiers league. up. And why would you not take that? That's way better money. Ebu Adams, Kane Wilson, all those guys gone because they got better offers. Bigger stage, bigger better stage. chance to get to the uh, yes. and, and I understand Premier League that, within that, their that, career. Correct. That is, that is exactly why you do that. And so like Ebu Adams went to Cardiff City. Kane Wilson went to Bristol City. Um, and he, neither one of those guys play. Now, Ebu's been hurt all year. Kane Wilson's kind of off and on, but he doesn't play much. He's making more money, but he's not playing. And so that's the thing. It's like uh, they lost another one of the guys to a League One team who is – Top in the in the f- top ten, top half of the table, and then I lost another guy to a League Two team, which is amazing. <laughs> but he but he's a defender, and they're like, "Well, we're not re-signing you. You're too old now." Blah blah blah. He went to st- and now he's Stevenage is like number two on the table, at le- but they're in League Two. He's still he's still bank making League Two money, but they lost all these players who were their core players, and now they're struggling with who injuries. Helped them get the promotion, in League One, yeah. yeah, who helped them get the promotion? Now they're not there to enjoy that promotion and help that team continue to progress. So that's what happens. Teams get good in League Two, and they get all their players cherry-picked from all the teams above them because they can give them more, offer them more money in, an, in another League One or two steps above them. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's brutal. Tranmere Rovers last year were good. Harrogate Town last year was really good, and they're struggling to stay out of relegation this year. So it, League Two is a rough league, and, and I, I you don't ever get to see them on TV here um, until the – Promotion playoffs at the end of the year. ESPN Plus will you play. You might get to see them as an underdog for a cup match yes. here and there. Yep, they gets uh, yep. gets on ESPN Plus. But well, that was what they the speaking of the FA Cup stuff. So they were mentioning they talked to Ian Birchnell about the game after they beat Alf Church a couple of weeks ago, and he goes, "We he goes, we know how this works. They bring the cameras here because they're hoping for an upset for a small team who's a seventh tier team to play." a third-tier team. He goes, we know that's why it is. So it's bigger pressure on us. There's no pressure on those guys. They just come to play. Yeah. Those so, seventh-tier, I mean, just to put that in perspective, 
are weekenders. They are semi pros. They have regular jobs. They yep. are plumbers. They are teachers. Yep. They are bankers. They're whatever. bankers. Guys that work at the church. You and know, and, like, and here's what found me that, that got I mean, me about teams like Alv Church. Alv Church. They're not good on their own table. They're like 18th or 19th in the, on the table in their league, and they gave Forest Green all they wanted in that match. They were good. They went all out. And it, because why you're playing, uh, this is your only chance ever to be on national TV in England or in America, and they're going to go all out and play. All out. And it was a tough game. And Forest Green did well to win it. But So the fifth tier is the National League, the Vanarama National League. Vanarama is the sponsor. Uh, this is where Wrexham is, where Ryan Reynolds' team is. It's considered the top non-league. Top non-league, and it's still pro, I think, I think for the it's, most part. I think it's, it's still pro. There's 24 teams in that league as well. Um, two get promoted, and I think two get relegated. So, again, it's a tough one. For 24 teams, it's a tough league to get out of. And this is, since Ryan Reynolds has owned that team, this is like the second season that they've been in this league since he's owned it. They've been in this league 15 years. And they are struggling to get, now they're second on the table right now, but there's only one automatic promotion spot. And then the rest are in a playoff. So they want to be the top dog so they can get out of this league. If they don't get first and have to go to playoffs, promotion playoffs, they may not get out of the promotion playoffs. All it takes is one bad game and you're done. So so think about this. That's just England. That's just the top five tiers that we have done a quick a quick a shallow dive on. Not a deep dive, yeah, a shallow what I was dive. Say. This was we just stepped in the puddle. Stepped in the puddle and then we started rambling about and it. And then but think about every other country in Europe who does something very similar to that. Every other country in the world aside from True, aside from America. Aside from America. America. Yeah. Um so four screen rovers, um, which is my Team, League One team. League One team. Other than well, they're my, they're my number two team behind Manchester City. They're both one. They're one and one A. They're the two teams I follow the most: Manchester City in the Premier League, and Four Screen Rovers uh, in League One. And it's been it's been no no, no secret. And it's been it's been rough. So they got promoted last year, this year to League One, and they they were at the bottom of the table until Saturday when they beat Cambridge United two to one. Nice in a ridiculous barn burner. Um, and so they had 10 minutes of extra time. There was a penalty kick, a conceded goal in the 89th minute. It was ugly. Uh, Josh Marks scored the 38th minute, which was awesome. So at the half, we had a 1-0 lead, which never happens. It looked like we're going to get the clean sheet. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm watching this and on my phone because I'm at work, and I'm like, this is exciting, this is cool. Then they just fell asleep for like five seconds and conceded a goal in the 89th minute. <laughs> Every cuss word I could think of came out of my mouth at that moment. I was not happy. And then I texted you, and I'm like, they just conceded a goal, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then literally two seconds later, they got a penalty kick. And we also got a red card, so we're down a guy. And Connor Wickham steps up and hits the penalty. We're up 2-1, but now we are down a man, and there's five minutes of injury time. Actually, this is in injury time. Okay, He gets gets, He was in the third minute of... Injury time, he gets the goal. So we're up 2-1. So there was only five minutes of injury time. But because of the nature of the second yellow card that Connor O'Keefe got and gave him a red card, they went to 10 minutes of injury time. So there was seven more minutes past this penalty kick that they had to defend. I'm like, what? That I'm, is I'm just, nerve-wracking. blow the whistle! <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Force Green won. They, they, they withstood the onslaught because it was literally everybody back. And let's defend. Mm-hmm. And Ben, don't break. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. That was ugly. It was scary. So, Forest Green won. They now are in 21st. So, they moved up three spots. Everyone else drew around them. Well, so, which is so, Everybody had 14. All four teams in relegation at the, at the beginning of the weekend had 14 points. Forest Green now has 17. Everybody else has 15. So, they're in 21st. They're only three points behind the team they just beat, Cambridge, who's in 20th. And then your nice. team... Accrington is in 19th. Just above. Just above Cambridge by like maybe a point. And Accrington uh, got a draw yeah. against Oxford. Got so a draw. Oxford's a pretty decent team. They're beatable, but I don't know. Accrington's kind of been on a slow decline. And this is what they do, though. They they kind of start strong. They start strong. They take a lull. They're they going to work their way back up. They work their up. way back They up. are just, I keep, I keep describing it. They are just a, a perpetual mid-table yeah. uh, team. Yeah. But... 
Yeah, right, right. And it's, it's like they're not a... They they're not... They're not... They're, they're not great, but they're not bad. No. Las Palmas won yesterday. Hey. That's good. You didn't... I don't think it was on. It wasn't on TV, but yes, they ended up... Uh, and this we're talking Spain uh, tier two here. La Liga Smart Bank yes. League Two. Uh, yes, they won one nil over Sporting Gijon. 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 It doesn't look like that. No, but it looks like guys. We're trying to get. We're trying yeah. to get better. <laughs> uh, Maya Biza lost two one. Who's the guy who scored for Biza? His name's Ibiza. Juan <laughs> Juan, Juan Ibiza. Ibiza scored for Ibiza. <laughs> that was great. the. That's the best part. They were up 1-0, lost 2-1. So that's typical Ibiza for you. They're going to get relegated. They're going to get relegated. We're going to have to start following and deep diving into uh, Tier 3 Spanish football. Oh, my goodness. My <laughs> goodness. So the World Cup is going to wind down here in a couple of weeks, and then we're going to really start hitting some of these things we've been promising because we really are just chomping at the bit to, to talk about leagues that you've never heard of. You've never heard of. You, um, you've never even thought about, but they have. I was cool so, kids, yes. I cool was so players. tempted to start talking about like Columbia today, but they're almost done, so we're not going to do that. We're gonna we're, we we wanted to kind of give you the the water puddle dive today on England, yeah. and we're going to hit Just a give league. a splash of what we're, yeah. about, what we're, we're all going to start hitting some of these leagues that are that are either in you know mid season. We're going to start hitting on these. Uh, I think to start with, I think Italy, the Serie C, would be a good one to start because because oh, they're mid, they're mid to- and they're an interesting league. We can talk about the whole Italian football system, but we want to zero in on Serie C because that just seems like a really it's, interesting it's where, it's where it gets really interesting I in Italy so. because when it breaks out from just one table to three tables in one league, yeah. there are 60 teams, people. <laughs> Everybody go out. 60 teams. Yeah. Everybody go find a team of the whole 20 people that listen to our podcast right now. Everybody go look up Italia Serie C or Lega Pro. and Find a team you like. Find a team you like. Message us what team you want us to talk about, and we'll try to like oh my start hitting them. We have we're, we're going to find one in every group because each group oh, has twenty. So we're going to at do least that. one, at least one for each of us. We yes. might do six. We might <laughs> do ten. We might do if they got a cool crest or a cool logo. <laughs> I love or a the cool fact kit. that it's like, hey, if your uniform is cool, we will probably like you, dude. In, unless do, you're in last. Why do you know about Pescara? Because their <laughs> colors are blue and their crest is a dolphin. It's just cool, man. <laughs> it just looks awesome. And I started following Instagram. I have no idea what, what they're saying. Everything's in Italian, but it's so Why cool. Why did I start researching Renata today? Yeah, because they had a cool badge. <laughs> they have cool crest. They are the Panthers. Yeah, it's and a neat, it's, a it's a neat looking movie. Neat looking Panthers. Yeah. And when you get into the story, which we will get a lot to more, you find a lot of cool history about a lot of different teams all around the world. And they all, all the history. The history is interesting. Yeah, you know, just like we talk about the FC Honka. It, it just keeps it, coming back. Awesome. It's why it's the world sport. Yep. It's yeah. just more and more. Every time you find a little team in a little corner of the world, it just reinforces more and more yeah. why it's the world. Sport. I am super excited to do a deep dive on on Finland, of course. Oh, of course. When we start talking about Honka. I'm going to be oh, like, God. oh, this is going to oh, be so much God. fun to talk yeah, about. Honka. You're going to talk about that. I'm just going to be your background noise the whole time. Oh, oh, God. God. Oh, oh, man. It's going to be great. It is, I'm excited. Oh. I'm getting super excited. I mean, I like Norway, despite the fact that every team has a red and blue kit. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking for us being the. <laughs> we'll find. We'll the find. The aficionados. We'll find. We are. Hey, Sarpsborg. We'll yeah. And. Right. But I was, I've also been getting into. Look forward to talking about Denmark. I mean, we were talking about before oh, yeah. the podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I look forward to talking about you, uh, the the resilience of the Ukrainian Premier League. Oh yes, we're definitely going to do that. Um, so that league how, is that league. It's about halfway. It's about halfway. We, little, could, do little, a, little we could do a dive on that one. Let's let's yeah. let's talk about Italy, and then let's hit Ukraine because Ukraine. We might flip flop and do Ukraine first because Ukraine one is really interesting to me too. It's. I mean, I, the, I think there's good te- number one. There's good teams there. There's good teams. There's solid teams that make solid showings. I mean. They 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 are able to make waves enough to get into group stages and yeah, early at, parts of knockouts yep, for for Europa Euro- and, and Champions League in European competition and, and the fact that there's a war going on in that country and they're still so, playing and they're still playing is amazing and I yeah. want to know how that's even happening so, how's that even possible so we're going to try to do as much research as we can and we're going to start talking about those two probably at, at the onset we have a lot of things we're going to talk about we're going to talk about our own teams in depth um, so when we start you know talking about the Wolves, you have some context because most people know if you're a Premier League fan who the Wolves are, but we want to really get into the nitty gritty of why the Wolves are the Wolves. 
How, how, they, how get, they got to be who they, they are to today. They are. Same thing with Manchester City, Forest Green Rovers, Las Palmas. We're going to do These teams that. weren't always made, made up the way they were. They no. all have very interesting, very colorful yep. histories. I mean, we're talking about teams that started back in the 1800s. Right, right. 18, I mean, look at some of these Scottish and English teams. They're always, oh, there's 1894. Oh, my goodness. There's right? so much history to talk about with some of these so teams. So much history. So. And a lot of it is quite interesting. And the ebbs and flows of financial crises and so forth for some of these teams. What is it with the English football? Who everyone wants to swing, sing "Sweet Caroline." And it's all, it's all like sixties and seventies, like, like it's songs, remakes. It's freaking Neil Diamond, man. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's either that or Hey Jude. Oh, and hey I'm Jude. like, seriously. Every it, now, match. If, don't get me wrong. If, it's if a, Jude Bellingham scores, it should all obviously be played. Correct. Hey, it, but if but if it's at Manchester City, then it's automatically uh, like Wonderwall or one of those weird what, um, what's the name of Oasis because the, oh. the guy for the main guy for Oasis, not the singer, the guitar player, mm-hmm. is a huge City fan, and so they'll play Oasis what? songs, but <laughs> they all, all sing Hey Jude and Sweet Caroline, and I'm like, what? That's everywhere. Neil Diamond, <laughs> come on, man. F and A cotton. F and A. Ah, exactly, right? <laughs> right. F and A cotton. We're out. <laughs>